0: Our team has already sat down, but we want to give God praise for them. They were fantastic, weren't they? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Sister Lisa. So good. Minister Johnny, I wanted to give you honor. Thank you for pouring out, pouring yourself out. Y'all are, you and and Minister Trudy are a blessing, a treasure in this ministry. We are thankful for y'all. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. I want to give honor to our pastor. I could talk for a long time about all the things I want to give honor to my pastor for. Um, I' give her honor. I'm thankful, thankful for our pastor. I'm thankful for that revelation on God being extravagant. That is a revelation. Amen. Thank you Jesus. I'm thankful that she leads that she's leading us in this year of intensified prayer. How many of you who have been intensifying your prayer have already seen the results from it? I can absolutely 100% raise my hand and say, I have already seen the results of intensified prayer and January ain't even over yet. I can't wait to see, to have, hear the testimonies at the end of this year of what God has done through a year, a year of intensified prayer. I know that some of us get real nervous when people start talking about we have a fast all day on Thursday and we got prayer for hours on Tuesday, got prayer on Wednesday, but do you know that when you, I'm just going to tell you myself because I, who likes, to, I mean, once God comes on you, yeah, I guess you can like to fast because I actually like it now, but who likes to fast before you started doing it? <laughs> no, I hated it because I really there are, you know I just really like food. And you know, I can almost make it to about 6 p.m. at the fast now without sitting there daydreaming about what I'm going to eat when it's done. But at first it was like, I would have breakfast before I come, and like at 9.30, I'm already, already thinking about it. But, but I can tell, I'm off track. Do you know that once you commit your life to greater prayer, it may feel difficult at the very, just really at the very beginning, but when you begin to see the results and you begin to make it a lifestyle of abiding in the presence of God, it actually is very easy. It actually is easy um we have We have busy schedules, we've got lots of kids and they all have things to do and we just and I you know honestly I could say I didn't at the time I said well how much how how much more time do I have to give but I could we're here pretty much the whole time on, on prayer days, and our kids still, I mean, I think they still get school. Yeah, they still get school, and, we, and all my business gets taken care of. I can't even tell you how that happens because I miss a, a full, one full day and most of another day. I don't know how that, but it's supernatural because if I seek first the kingdom of God, God takes care of all those other things. I don't, I can't explain it to you. You can ask me how the hours work out. I don't know. Don't have to know. Don't care. Because I'm, because when we give our life to prayer, God's not going to make that harder on us. He wants us to do it. He will meet us there. If we just take that first step of, of going in it, that's why I'm as as pastor was bringing forth this revelation on being of God being extravagant at the prayer i begin to see all those different areas where we just can't outgive god what am i going to do what could god possibly ask of me that i could end up with less than i started with I'm going to let that... Because we talk about money, but I'm talking about time. My time is valuable. Time is money. You know what I'm talking about? Time is money. How could I give of my time and end up with less time? I know the natu- in na- the natural world, that doesn't make a lick of sense. Some of y'all just looking at me like I'm crazy. Of course, if I give up my time. There are 24 hours in a day. I'm talking about supernatural time. If I give, if I lay myself down and give... I can't out-give God in money. I can't out give God in time. I can't out-give God in service. I can't out give God. Hallelujah. Because He is extravagant. And it doesn't matter how extravagant I get myself in my own giving. You, I can't out-give Him. I... It may some of us think about when I say extravagant giving, you think of you asking for twelve hours on a Thursday and six hours on if you're asking for time, that is extravagant giving of time. But it's, but how God is more extravagant, you know, uh, Sister Julie, um, has an anointing for Google definitions. (laughs) We were in prayer. She starts reading, because I and I don't I, I don't actually mean that jokingly because I feel the Holy Ghost when she starts telling us what some of these words mean. Extravagant means unreasonable. It means that's out that's outside the norm. It doesn't make any sense. It is an unreasonable amount of giving. But God is even more unreasonable in giving back to us. Amen. Hallelujah. I was reading that scripture yesterday the pastor said about the reaper overtaking the sower, and I've actually never read it. I mean, I quote it all the time. You know what I mean, but I've actually never read it. And he actually said it goes in, in Amos 9. He said it goes in both directions, actually. He said the reaper overtakes the sower, but the plowman comes and overtakes the harvester, too. He says, you know, when, if you just keep on plowing, you're going to meet yourself in the harvest, that I'm reaping and I'm already reaping what hadn't barely even been planted yet. And as I'm planting, I still am coming up on myself while I'm myself is still reaping. So I can't. It's. Hallelujah. My God in heaven today. What a revelation of the extravagance of God that, that it turns into this circle where I'm always running up on myself before I can even finish giving, before I can even finish giving myself in prayer, answers are coming in. Do you know that we left the, we left the fast one day, we walked out of the fast and saw an answer to prayer we had been praying for years. 1st It was the first fast. The first fast. We walked out of the fast and saw an answer. We had been praying for years. As, as, within 15 minutes of walking out the door. Within five minutes of, probably of walking out the door. We said, Hallelujah, Jesus. I have some word to share, I think. Hallelujah. Let me just... Pastor, as she was sharing that at the, um, at the prayer, she was talking about sowing and famine. You know, something has to jumpstart the cycle, though. When I get in the cycle, it's wonderful. We can all get excited about being in that cycle, but i got to get in it somehow. i gotta, I got to figure out how to start it. That's a problem. If I, if I don't think I have two pennies to rub together. You know, there was a lady in the Bible who only literally had, she didn't even have two pennies. She had two mites, which together was half a cent. That's how, she had two quarters of a penny to rub together. Is what she had. She had nothing. Now, I love to think about, this is what I do. Everybody does something different, I guess, is what I do. I love to think about the Humans in these stories because we, we focus on their part, their great faith, their part of the story. But this woman had lived a whole life. How did she get to the place where she had lost everything and she had her last two mites? Couldn't afford nothing. Couldn't afford nothing. And she's sitting there, she knows she's going to church know she's going to appear before God. She said, I've been going. I've been praying. I've been, I've been believing God. This is all I have left. This is it. She, I ain't in no cycle of victory. I ain't in no cycle of prosperity. I'm broke. This is it. I don't have even enough to eat on. But I have these two little mites. And she went and put them in there. And it was that awful. I don't believe that she started giving that day. I just don't believe that because who has been out in the world doing your own thing, feeling sorry for yourself, and all of a sudden decide, I got two pennies left. I think I'm going to get up and go to church today and give those two pennies in the offering. That's not something that comes up into our mind. So I know, I know that if somebody gives their last two cents, they've had a lifestyle of giving. And she made a decision in herself that day. I don't have anything, but I'm not going to come before God empty handed. I don't have anything, but God deserves something from me because I am alive. I don't know how I'm going to eat when I leave here today. I may go, you know, beg for some food. I don't even know what I'm going to do, but he deserves something from me. And she went and put that in there and it was that offering that caught the attention of Jesus. Hallelujah. We know We know this story. I want to look through it in 1 Kings chapter 17. There was another widow woman. It was a special widow woman. You know that Luke chapter 4 actually talks about this lady, the widow of Zarephath that fed Elijah. And um, Jesus said, Don't you know that Israel was full of widows during this time? Full of widows who were starving to death. It was a famine. I actually didn't know he said that about it in Luke. It's in Luke chapter four. You can look it up. He said it was Israel's full of widows. What made it took this one widow, though? What was different about this one widow? And the. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon and dwell there. This is in verse eight. 1 Kings 17, 8, so you can follow along. The word of the Lord came to Elijah saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and he came to the gate of the city, and indeed a widow was there gathering. Now this widow lady, here's another one that I spent a lot of time thinking about. This widow lady, we know how to relationship with God. Because she had already heard from God the answer to her prayer. God said, Elijah, go. I've actually already been talking to this lady. I've already been talking with her, dealing with her. And the funny thing to me is that God actually prepared her. Now, we get real upset about our our situations. But this lady was in a bad situation. But God was preparing her. Now, we know she had a relationship with God. She was a godly woman. She heard from God. She prayed. I don't have any doubt in my mind. And y'all know I'm reading between the lines, okay? I don't have any doubt in my mind that she went to church every time those doors was open. No doubt in my mind because she prayed and could hear from God. I don't have any doubt in my mind that as the money's running out, her husband's dead, the money's running out, she's praying and saying, God, what are you going to do? I hear about how God blesses. I hear about how you sow and you reap your harvest. I've been sowing. I don't know what else to do, God. There's less and less food in my cupboard. There's less and less money in my bank account. I have less and less and less. And and I don't know what you want me to do about it. She'd go and she'd give. She'd go and she'd pray and she'd say, God, what are you going to do? about this situation didn't you didn't you already say that I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread I don't have any bread left god she's quoting the word I just I just know it because if she's already if she heard something crazy like this from god that she was hearing from god okay she heard from god so Elijah shows up and he called out to her she was gathering some sticks. He called out to her and said, bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And so she went to go get it. And she said, okay, that's fine. I can find some water somewhere. She's gathering sticks to make her last meal because she was ready to give up on God. She had heard from God. I believe that she probably went to church and she got up there and she danced. she gave an offering and she'd get a word. God's preparing you for your breakthrough. How many of us got in those? God is preparing you. Oh, my God. The prophets come around. God's preparing you for your breakthrough. Right now, oh, I see it coming. God's preparing you for your breakthrough. There's a famine in the land, but you're going to prosper. The wealth of the wicked is being delivered into the hands of the right. Oh, they quoted the word over and over and over. She gets so excited. She give. Hallelujah. But. She still ain't got nothing. And so here comes another prophet. Shows up. Give me a little water. That's fine. I'm going to give you some water. Now, God had already spoken to her. God had prepared her for this encounter with the man of God. And he shows up. He says, I want some water. And she goes and gets it. And while, he's, while she's going to fetch the water, he called to her and said, oh, by the way, bring me I pray thee a morsel of bread in your hand. By the way, since you're me some water, bring me some bread too. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I don't have bread. I have only a handful of flour in a bin. And a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I can go in and prepare it for myself and my son so that we can eat it and die. That is where she had gotten to. She had prayed. She had believed. I Y'all, I'm not reading too much into it because I know she prayed because she hear from God. I, so I know she had prayed over her finances. I know she had given. I know she had tried to put the principles of God into action. And God called out to her one more time, and he said, I want you to give one more thing. But God, God spoke to her. It was a prophet. He spoke to her, bring me some bread. She said, oh, but God, no, this is all I have left. This is it. It's a famine in the land. I just want to hold on to my last thing. Some of us have a famine in our land. We want to hold on. Some of it's not money. So some of it's money. Some of it is I have a famine in my land. I don't, I don't know how to enter into a place where I am devoted into prayer where I, I can put those principles in there. I don't know how to start that cycle. I don't know how to get into it. All I know is that I've tried, and I've tried to give. I've tried to make my time. I've tried it. I've tried I've kept on trying it. I've kept on planting my seed. I've kept on sowing, and the famine has still continued. And she, she said, but God, don't you know, I don't have anything. I just have this one little thing, and I was fixing to eat it and give up. I was fixing to eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said. Go." <laughs> he said, go make your cake and die. That's fine. But first, but first, make me a cake. Make me something. Make But make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me, and afterward, make some for yourself. Don't you just, didn't you just hear what I said? I said, I don't have anything else. These are my last two mites. This is it, God. I get one evening with my family, and you want me to go to the prayer? This is it, God. This is all I have. This is all I have. We got the practice on this night. We got this thing on this night. We got this thing. How, I don't have anything else. What else do you want me to do? Didn't you hear me? I don't have anything else. That's okay. You go do what I said first. Do what I said. Sow in the famine first. And then he said, you You've been a flower, thus says the Lord God of Israel, your been a flower shall not be used up. Nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. And she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the Lord, which he sp- according to the word of the Lord, which the Lord spoke by Elijah. You know, we may feel done. We may feel like we want to quit. We may feel like it's literally a famine in my land. I may say what this lady said, what the widow with two mites said, I've given and I've given. Well, our pastor just demonstrated for us. I, she gave that first fruit offering. And then God came and said, give some more. I ain't got, but I don't have the harvest yet. But give it First. So this is, this is the way that we jumpstart, that we get into that cycle where the reaper overtakes the sower, the plowman overtakes the harvester, and we get into a cycle where I can't help but have the harvest of God coming into me. It's when I give, nothing happened this time, I give, nothing happened that time. I give, God is starting to look a little bit low. I'm running out of time. I, I'm running out of money. I'm running out of energy. I want to go to bed. I don't have, I don't even know when the last time I really got, you know, got to laugh in the Holy Ghost and you want me to go pour out into these other people. I don't have anything else to give. I'm running low. Give. Oh. How m- okay. Well, damn God, I'm down. I, I, don't, I don't see where I have anything left, God. What do you? Give. This is all I have. This is it. This is all I have. It was, it was that offering that got God's attention for the widow woman and brought a miracle into her. It was that offering that got, got Jesus' attention as she put that in there. He looked at people who were all wonderful and churchy. They were giving. They were giving out. They were giving, paying their tithes because they had income and stuff that this woman didn't have. They had, they had things, they were paying their tithes, and it was all wonderful, but he paid attention when she had said, this is all I have. That's just it. You ask for it, God, and I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to argue with you, God, you ask for it. I'm in famine, I'm hopeless. What I'm going to do with two mites? We know what the widow woman was going to do. She was going to eat her one last meal. And she was going to die. And we look at our last thing in our hand, that last, and it's not just money, you know, it's the, it's surrender, surrender. God, you know, this is just my last thing. I, I do go to prayer. And I, I'm doing it more. I do try to do this more. I do. I do serve more. I do contribute more. I'm, I'm doing those things. But, but God, I, I feel like I'm running out. I feel like I'm running out. Mm. He said, give. Give it. Just give a shandala basata. Give that last piece. Give the last thing. You know, Jesus said in Luke 4, He made the point. There were thousands, maybe millions of other widows in Israel during the time. He actually could have chosen anybody. There was one widow who didn't quit. She wasn't the holiest person in all of Israel. We didn't. It doesn't say that. She wasn't the most full of power and faith woman in all of Israel. She didn't come from a prestigious family. She didn't have all the... She was broke, but she, she had run out. But she didn't quit. Thousands, millions of other widows quit. God didn't sustain them. But there was one who was willing to give that last thing. I'm going to die anyway. I'm going to be out as soon as I eat this anyway. What else do you want, God? Take take it, God. When we get in famine, it's our natural inclination to want to hold in and preserve. Now, we'll carry on in faith for a little while. I'm going to sow because I expect God to do something. I'm going to sow because it's going to move the hand of God. I'm going to sow because it's going to do something. I'm going to sow because I'm going to reap a harvest and so, because we're figuring out in our head. But when we get down to the end and we actually feel the famine, you know there's a difference when we know we're in famine and we know it's going to be bad and it's getting uncomfortable. And when we get to where we feel the famine, how many of us have felt the famine? Amen. We've been there. We know what it feels like to be at the end of myself. But in the name of Jesus, when we just give that last bit, how much more do you want, God? You can have. Hey, you can have. What What do you ask for? You want all my time in prayer? My God, I will go pray. What else could I lose? How much worse could it get? God, I got $2 in my pocket, and I got a week and a half to payday. How much? You can't go buy a hamburger for $2. I ain't going to do nothing with my $2. How much worse could it get, God? Give. Give. And my, hey, yo, la basata ye. Hallelujah. When we, when we make the choice... And it's a choice. She, had, she tried to get out of the choice. We saw how she did. She said, no, but God, you, God had already spoken to her. She already had the word of God command her. Elijah the prophet is coming. Feed him. She was ready. Came time. No, God. You see, this is all I have. This is all I have left. Give it. Give it in the famine. And then we see what happened for her. We don't know what happened to I I, but I. I can make up in my mind what happened to the widow woman that Jesus saw. I think it was wonderful. I think she got rich. I think one of them men who's coming by throwing in all the money had a wife who had just passed away. And he said, hey, as a matter of fact, I am your kidsman redeemer. What is, your, is, your, is your name Betsy? Was you married to my brother George? Yes, you were. I ain't seen you in a year. Well, come, come have lunch with me. Come have lunch with me. But we know what happened to this lady. And she didn't stop with just being fed through the whole famine. I'm talking about all, not just Israel, the whole area were dying. Tens of thousands of people dying of starvation during this time. It was real deal famine. That's why they want to shut down the plywood mill. That is a famine in CrossFit, Arkansas, but we give. We protect it from the famine. She was seen through the famine, and then we know, though, because we see her a little bit later when her son had died. She didn't even get messed up about her son dying. She went right to the man because she had already seen God moved. She had already stepped into a supernatural cycle of provision to where now I have what I need. My needs are met. Uh Oh, the devil has come and attacked my son and he is dead. Elijah, word of God. Hey, I'm already in this cycle. No, God, you see, I've been sowing. I've been sowing to this man. Of God, I've been sowing into this ministry the whole time I was in famine. I've been sowing into this ministry since I came out of famine. And now the devil's cried to come and attack me again. But now I already know. I already know the secret. And that is, Elijah, you come speak the word. Come speak the word of God. I don't have to worry about my son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm I'm excited about that. Y'all don't have to be excited about that. But hallelujah, she got the key of I sow and I sow and nobody came for me. I'm going to keep sowing. I'm going to keep sowing. I'm down to nothing. I'm out of energy. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I want to quit. I don't have any money. I don't. I can't go out and eat after church. I gotta go home and eat some ramen noodles. I ran out of money. I'm going to get on the food stamps because I ain't had a job in a year and a half, and God ain't come through for me yet. Give, give. Hey, my God, give, give. Y'all can look at me. Y'all know because I've been there. I didn't have a job for eighteen months. Don't look at me like I'm just somebody who. I went to college, and I always had a nice. No, I didn't have a job for eighteen months. I had a wife and a kid, and went on the way. I have lived. I've been down your street. I know. I know what it's like to have fifteen dollars or five dollars, and come to church and not know how I'm fixing to feed my family not know where my next paycheck is coming from, not know how any more money is going to come to me, and to hear the word of God say, give. Do you know that I gave, I won't ever forget, we started giving in famine, and we got so, if God gave us $1, I remember paying a 10 cent tithe and a 10 cent offering off of $1. I remember getting my 20 cents and putting it in the offering. Now, now, that wasn't the only offering I gave because they got bigger. I sowed and I sowed. The money didn't come in. There's a little bit here, a little bit there. We ate. She got to eat the whole time of the famine. She didn't see all the abundance come, but she kept sowing. She kept sowing. It was still a a seed every day because she didn't end up with hey. My God, hey, hallelujah! She didn't end up with an abundant harvest after she did the one time, she still had the same amount of oil, same amount of bread. She got up and sowed again the next day. Here you go, Elijah, one more cake. She got up and sewed the next day. I still got a little oil and a little bit of meal. Here's another cake. I still just got a little bit of oil and a little bit of meal. Elijah, have some lunch. Have some dinner. Hey, well, I still got a little bit of oil and a little bit of meal. You can have this too. Until finally, in famine, nothing changed. Nothing changed. Do you know that it never got full? It just never ran out. But until one day, God said, let it rain. Let it rain. Hey! hallelujah and she stepped from a place of just barely eking it out of being sustained and she stepped into a place of supernatural provision where even the death of her son didn't hold her back In the hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, in the name of Jesus, we call forth. The people of God who sow in famine. My God, we call the rain forth. The word of God already came. They sang the song, we feel the rain falling. Some of us have been sowing. We've been sowing and we haven't reaped a dime. When I get a little bit back, it's just enough to sow again. But in the name of Jesus, rain is coming. Rain is coming. Rain is coming over your job. Rain is coming over your business. Rain is coming over your finances. Hey, rain is coming over your prayer. You won't have a, you won't even know how much time you can pray. Hallelujah. Rain is coming over your time. You're gonna start praying, and you're gonna see I have even more time to pray and even more time for everything else than I ever thought I did. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Rain is coming over your health. Rain is coming over your energy. Rain is coming over your want to. Hey, Oh, my God. My God. And I just heard God say, rain is coming over your family. Some of you have been given to a husband, been given to a wife. Been given loving, showing love to your children. You haven't seen a change yet. They have not yet turned to God. But rain is coming over your family. Rain is coming over your spouses. Rain is coming over your children. Hey, Ashundara, Sunday. Until they begin to grow and flourish in the courts of our God. Hallelujah. My God. Rain is coming over holiness. Some of you have been struggling with the same sins, the same addiction, and you keep on sowing, you keep on coming back and repenting, you keep on coming back and saying, not one more time, God, and you find yourself back up in it, but in the name of Jesus. That is not a failure, it's faithfulness. And in your faithfulness in the famine, when I don't even know how to get myself out of my own situation, God is going to cause rain to come. rain rain to come and you're gonna see that you move right on up out right on up out of that sin right on out of addiction hallelujah